no matter what you believe in, we're spiritual beings. If you go back to that and you connect with that, I think you'll excel. You'll do you'll do a lot for and you'll end up having conversations with people you need to talk to. Like this isn't like the way we met, the photographer wanted a favor. Let's call it what it is, right? And other shops are like, no, 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 no. I see through this. Like, I'm always doing research. I know about you guys, this, that, and the third. I'm like, yeah, fucking come through it. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, that's and look awesome. We, and look like, where we are now. Come <laughs> through your... And now we're here yeah. having a dialogue. Now, now, shout out to your photographer. And I, I'm Lorenzo. not... I'm not saying Lorenzo. Again, this is not towards Lorenzo. Lorenzo's an amazing guy, an amazing photographer, or so it seems. But in the industry, the Lorenzo of this story would have had a big problem with this now. You understand yeah. like how the industry works now? Like I'm no, trying to I'm, I'm trying I'm to not catch him. Okay. Lorenzo this isn't a Lorenzo. Lorenzo it's not about Lorenzo, call, just call an example. Photographer, just the photographer, photographer called for a favor to do a photo shoot. We meet, energies connect and align. We need to have a conversation. Photographer wants to micromanage all of it because photographer mm. Feels like they made the connection. Yeah. And has you guys mm. signed to something where you don't move unless the photographer. Right. I see what you're saying. That's the way that Which is not the works. way that it happened. It was just. Not yeah, at all. Not at all. But now. So, so when that happens and now this interview gets hundreds of thousands of views. And now all of a sudden people are asking for a part two or you guys are doing even larger interviews. Now the photographer feels like he's cut out of the situation which causes friction, and that's the energy that I can't align myself with because that type of stuff zaps at me. That's the industry. Mm-hmm. We call we call those um, uh, energy vampires, or I call them energy vampires. It's like there's people that just, no matter who you know, no matter who they're around, they just suck the life out of you. They're always trying to take from you and never trying to give anything to you. And I call them energy vampires, and I try to remove all of those people from my life because, let's be honest, it's it's. You know, you reap what you sow. The more you give, the more you receive, right? That's right. what it's about, okay? And there's people that don't want to give, people that only want to take. They want to take, they want to take, they want to take, whether it's, you know, taking your um, your, your connections, taking your money, taking your energy, taking whatever it is. All they want to do is take. Wait, go back to that taking your energy. That's that, the most powerful one. Well, that's what I say is they're energy vampires. They suck the energy out of you, Dude. and you can feel it. Like when you're, you're a very yep. positive guy, very, you know, open, very positive, your high energy – Thank you. Loving, you know, kind of guy. We feel the same about us. But whenever you get around these ener- these people, these energy vampires, you can feel it. You can just feel like your energy just drops down to their level. Right. And I think that's why what attracts me to a cigar and a cigar lounge so much because you don't really get those energy vampires too often when you're right. a you smoking a cigar or you're in an environment like this. That's why I think at least I gravitate towards a lot because it's usually good people, mm-hmm. smart people, fun people, loving people. And like I always say, you don't really find too many other industries where, like you said, the music industry doesn't or the industry that you're in, booking, music, entertainment. That I was all, in. They were, they were in. We're going to talk about the cigars in a second. But, yeah. but uh, your, uh, you don't find too many industries that's more of a cohesive, loving, endearing, encouraging environment. Like we talk about it all the time. Like we have our own cigar, obviously. Basically, everyone that comes on our podcast who has a cigar should be a quote unquote competitor. 
Right. Or like, hey man, bring your cigar and let's promote it. Hey, let's hear about it. Let's turn right. your yeah. cigar. Mm-hmm. What other, you know, what other industry would be like that? You know, if you bring in gym members, you know, gym owners, they'd be like, no, fuck that gym. Come to my gym. I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to promote his yeah. gym. Fuck that gym. It's it's you know who else? It's a very um, good industry where you're not introduced to too many uh, energy vampires. You gotta have your your no, once yeah. a litter, but not too often. I, I don't I don't think that the I don't think that the blueprint. Ha, I don't think that the blueprint for the cigar industry has been laid out properly yet. To be honest, well, that's what we're here for. Like, man. I, I, I don't, I don't think <laughs> okay. that people truly understand um, how far this industry can go outside of the leaf and making those connections. And that's what it's about, right? What you said earlier in this earlier in this podcast is that it's more than just the act of smoking tobacco. Yeah, cigars are more than just smoking tobacco. Right, pulling it's the a smoke. More of a it's, social experiment. It's a social experiment. Yep, I love, that. I love it. Yes, that's what it is. And it brings that. people together from all different walks of life, no matter what your background is, where you're from, what your religion is, what you believe in. If you're on the left side, if you're on the right side, if you're in the middle, it doesn't matter. You sit down, you have a cigar, it brings people together. Here's the reality of the situation. If you own a cigar brand and you're one of those old grandfathered in cigar brands that people know and love, I need you to fire your entire team and start over because you're killing the industry. Well, that's why we, we, you know, this is gonna be a good clip right I know, here. I know, I love it. But this is like what we're what we're trying to do is we're trying to bring, and we get a lot of um, applause for this. Is that we're trying to be that new age, like the newer, you know, like you said, most of the cigar industry is antiquated. It's a lot of older um, roots, roots. Right. Which I mean, you know, granted, there's there's nothing wrong with that. There's people that are that have established brands for years. And they're still great brands. They're still knocking it out of the park. Right. So, but you know, we're in the 21st century. There's there's technology. There's newer platforms that can be utilized to grow it even more. That I feel like some people aren't utilizing. Right. Like where I think that we are the only cigar brand that also has a podcast, and podcasts are, are the big thing. Right. Podcasts are huge, mm-hmm. and I feel like some of these other brands, like to your point, is why aren't you doing that? Why aren't you using social media, using podcasting, using YouTube, using all of these things to grow your brand even more. You're just kind of relying on the old ways, which may work and continue to work because you have established brand. But it's like, do so. You know, what's the next step for the cigar industry? You can't, you can't stay in the, in that world forever. The people that you rely on are getting older, and there's right? more newer people coming in. The stuff you've done a hundred years ago isn't going to work right now. Be, like, be careful. Be careful with the next words you say, because what happens is, is that. As this industry changes and morphs, those same people are looking for the next route of direction. And you don't want to give the blueprint away to snakes. Oh, no. So we're be very, very are you, t- are you t- Are you referring to like if we selling off? No, he's no. saying if you have an, if we have a vision of where we want to go, don't give it to don't really share it. Don't give it to the other brands. Let us pave the way. Yeah, so and they let can them ca- follow. Yeah, like 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 like. There's a guy. There's a guy from Casa Nineteen Ten Tobacco. Um, shout out to Anya. She's a sweetheart. I think she you you guys follow her. Probably she has her own cigar. Line. Who's this? Anya Ramirez. Probably. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Down in Florida. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. for sure. I love her. Right. She gives me um this guy's contact. His name is Manolo, I think, and. They were going to, all I had to do was buy my flight. The cigars were taken care of. The food was taken care of. The lodging and transportation was all taken care of. It was in Mexico in November. I didn't go, but the reason for me not going didn't had nothing to do with 
his presentation. He had a beautiful presentation. It's just some life stuff came up where I right. couldn't go. Right. That's such an ingenious idea. Like people think like you would think that it cost millions of dollars to cultivate tobacco. It doesn't. Right? Like this is literally an industry where a cigar and tell me to shut up if I if I go too too far no, left. Never. Dude, a cigar fully banded from your favorite manufacturer coming into the state costs no more than like a dollar sixty a fucking cigar. The price starts getting jacked up when you have to deal with taxes and fees and the oh, import fees. Oh, don't we know? <laughs> and then you have your wholesale costs, and then the shop has to pretty much double it and then add on the 30% sales yeah, tax, 100% in New York. Yeah, it's and doubled every that's time. That's where yeah. you end up getting a $20, $22 cigar. Yeah, that $22 stick don't cost more than $3 to make. Mm-hmm. Right, but it all starts yeah. with the farmer who has a relationship with his or her plants and soil where they put enough nitrogen in it and they take care of it and really love their plants to make that product. And so it's not an industry that you can pretty much hold by the balls because anyone can figure it out and do it if they if they have the knowledge and access to land. But people don't want to. Exactly. People don't want to learn. They don't want people don't to want learn. to. They want the easy route. Like they we always like you know what my parents always said if it was hard, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. 100%. But it's not. It just takes time. It takes, you know, research. It takes the knowledge to learn. The biggest about thing I the, think is about doing anything is just getting it started, just getting, doing the action of just doing it. And realizing that it's going to suck in the beginning. You're going to suck. Like you think our, go, we tell people all the time, anytime I start, they start listening to us, we say, listen, just go to episode 100. Fuck the first 100 episodes. Said, yeah. Episode 1 to like 25, 1 to 50 sucked. It was awful. Our first ever episode, there was no microphones. There was an iPhone with no lighting, no nothing, just an iPhone, and it was trash. We had nothing in the studio. It, it was, was a rug and trash. trash. I love it. But you learn, and you learn. And like when we first said we would never be doing this, we would have right. no clue how to do this. Right. But you learn. You dive in head first, and then you figure it out. And then yeah. it gets better and better That's and it. better. And you might take a bunch. You're going to take a bunch of L's, right? But like, what's his name? Ray Cash Care. Shout out to Ray Cash Care. He's a fellow uh, guest. He said there's wins, and he goes, there's W's and there's L's. There's wins, and there's lessons. I love it. And he says it's not a loss. It's only a loss if you don't learn from it. If you learn from it, it becomes a lesson, and then you don't make the same mistake twice. You grow from it. You get better, and that's how it is. This is how you know that the energy is synced. You know how Instagram has this stupid uh, feature now where you can leave like a note in your DM? I don't like it, but I do it anyway. Mine says. All right, hold on. To the far left. You can oh. do you can do what now on the Instagram? Read, read that. You can leave notes up top. Read. Yeah, it's like aim. It's like a, a aim away message, basically. Oh, uh, it's kind of oh. like a story. It stays up for twenty four hours, but it's a uh, it's a note. Be like text. taking a shower, brb. Like one of those. Look at this. Oh, this is wild. Yo, he says you're either a blessing or a lesson. A blessing, a blessing or a lesson. A blessing or a lesson. Fact. Wow, wow. that's good. I like that one. Wow, look at that. I'm not no joke. This says right here. You're I out. get that tatted across my chest. You're either a blessing or a lesson. I can't make this shit up, bro. Energy is a lesson or a lesson. See? You just said that. Love it. He did. That's Love fun. it. That's that's pretty fucking you know what wild. I mean? Dude. Dude, so this is I mean, all right, so we're I'm going to I'm going to take a little uh I'm going to keep this going. I want to take a, a little turn. Um so oh, I'm going to adjust my pants. My shit's all oh, bundled up. Okay. <laughs> I keep readjusting. I might have to light up another stogie, but um okay, so Let's Eric uh, adjust his uh, his situation. That's a ball budge. That's a ball budge going on. Yeah, if it's not if it's not it's not grease and sweat in my eye. It's you know me trying to fix all my shit. Adjust. 
All right, my wife's so, always like, Eric, fucking stop grabbing your balls. You're always uh, fixing your shit. I'm my, like, why'd you take your pants off? My yeah. balls was hot. My balls, <laughs> my balls is hot. <laughs> all right, so, okay, so, all right, so, we, you know, we talked about, you know, what we were doing, you know, back in the 20s with the booking stuff. You don't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, and we talked about how you kind of, you went on a journey to learn different, um, you know, just different belief systems, different spiritual uh, beliefs, different uh, religion. You got like a radio things. voice going okay. on. You got, you're, you're not really like the loud, rambunctious stuff. You're like very like, you know, yeah, you should radio. Listen, you should listen to how it sounds. Radio, radio talk. Sounds good. Oh, yeah. Did you so, pick uh, up that? Did you pick up that <laughs> reference I was saying before? <laughs> DJ. Yeah, 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 DJ. Okay. <laughs> so, so I, I want to, I want to learn about your cigar journey. I got you. Okay. So, how did you get into cigars? Do you remember your first cigar? And yeah, then, what man. ultimately led you into owning a cigar lounge? This fucking beautiful lounge, dude. I had my first cigar when I was like. 19 20 years old do you remember what it was it was a romeo and juliet the 1875 shut up yeah shut up that's like the, the cigar that everybody starts that, with. so right? that was my first the bully the 1875 bully that was the first cigar like uh, we're talking i'm talking about real premium st- cigar yeah, not yeah like it, you know not, it, a not black and black and mouth you know, Swisher okay yeah. i used to smoke the you know swisher sweets in college at al capone I, right you, I, you know i still but, say i can't remember my first cigar but i'm 90 percent sure it was a romeo and juliet that's wild so that was your first sure. ever one and my second cigar one. was a punch okay okay right and it was something that I that I would do once in a blue moon. I might have a cigar like once every three, four months. And it was the most relaxing experience ever. And then all of a sudden it started gravitating to me into the industry. But I didn't know that I would be involved with it. I just knew that I enjoyed it and I enjoyed what came along with it. Right. Um, when I when I shifted to New Jersey, I said, you know what? I'm only going to help brands that I deem fit. Whether that's SEO, digital marketing, um, bringing in sponsors, vendors, whatever the case may be. I said, I'm only going to do it if the energy aligns itself correctly. So I had came into this shop because this shop used to be run. It was only this side here. And it used to be run by an asshole. People don't like to call him that, but I don't. I don't give a damn. Like he's a he's a piece of shit. Yeah, you wouldn't you would you wouldn't put say it on here unless you would say it in front of yeah, his face. Yeah, yeah, right? I exactly. in front of his face. He was, he, was a, he was a piece of shit, but he he wasn't always a piece of shit. He used to be a nice guy. Something happened where he just the flip switched and he just yeah he let that dark side yeah, too many energy side. vampires yeah. probably he let, he let his circle <laughs> right? he had a big dog in here that was like biting people and stuff like that and this area used to be a big wall and it was like an office in here it was weird and I met Jerry my partner here and uh, Jerry was like you know I, I, shout I, out to Jerry yeah shout out to Jerry man I love Jerry Jerry Casero what's up brother is that Jerry with a J or a G J J Jerry he's from Canarsie too okay. How weird is that? Jerry Gallo. How weird G-A-L-O. is that? Jerry Cassetta. Joey. That's Joey. <laughs> Mr. Italiano. Jo- Joey, not Joey Gallo. I love Joey his Gallo's family dead. too, man. Jerry has an amazing wife and a, an amazing son. He's a great he guy. Grew, so he grew up in Canarsie too? Yeah, he's from Canarsie. Oh, Small shit. world, right? So I, I have a conversation with him and the old owner, and I'm like, dude, um, this is the piece I want, and this is what I'm willing to buy in for, and you know, let me know what you want to do. And Jerry just looks at me. He doesn't even know me. He's like, hold on. He sends me a text. He's like, just hold on. Like, all right. While the other guy was like, oh, we don't need a third partner here. Blah, 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 blah. He's the asshole guy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, no problem. So I was a member of like two different cigar shops in New Jersey, you know, meeting people, connections, this, that, and the third. I was like, all right. So when I got a phone call one day that that the guy was gone, not, not death, but like out of the business, I was like, well, I'm not coming back to this shop. Fuck this shop. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't like the energy that came off before. But then Jerry's like, no, I own it. Like, 
all right, let me come see you. So I come see him, and Jerry and I have a big heart-to-heart. And that heart-to-heart leads to a beautiful relationship. And at, the, and at the time, you were just, you know, you had started, got into cigars and really loved what cigars brought, gave yeah, to you. Yeah, like I, you. I had like, I had like a couple clients that I was starting to do some write-ups for, some articles for, and stuff like that. How but long ago was this? It was start, this was uh, three years ago. Okay. No, I'm lying. Two years ago. So what, very t- recent. 2020? Very recent. So, so you- at, Right before COVID. Okay. So you actually, so you went from, you know, you were smoking cigars, you were, you were- Coming up, and at this point, you really loved cigars. You loved the the community. You loved right. what they gave you. They gave you that that relaxation. That you know, I always say you can reflect on the past and and think about what you've done correctly or incorrectly, and now you can do it better. You well, can visualize the future. Let, like, let me dive in. You know, so now you get into this point where let, you let say, me, "Hey, listen, I'm gonna I want to be a part owner here." Let me dive in. I do a lot of research. Right? What are the cigar shops are around here? What are they doing right? What are they doing wrong? And how can you make it better? How can I make it better? Why are there no events? Why are there all the same type of events? Why do these events suck? I don't like the people who are throwing these events. Like, nothing against them. It's just weird. Like, what about the people in our age and demographic and people who, you know, want to dress like us? And they, where are they going to go? Why do I have to go to Club Magnudo? Or, yeah, why do I got to go to Manhattan? Manhattan. Do that, yeah. Why do I have to get that vibe there? Why can't I get it out here? Something's weird. Why are there so many racial in the windows at this other shop over here and, 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 you know what I mean? Just yeah. start asking questions. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Going back to why. Why is it this? Let, why let me is, throw yeah. some events in here. Let me see. Let me test the water. We're not. I mean, this place is 20 minutes away from Manhattan, right? It's not like the other places that are five, 10 minutes away. So you got to want to come here or be in the area of like Paramus, Hackensack, stuff like that, right? It's, it's not. You're not going to say, yo, I'm in Queens, man. Let me drive to New Milford, New Jersey and go get a cigar and go to this event. Dude, start doing events. They start coming. So, oh, shit. Let me book a jazz band here. Let me pull in Uncle Nearest as a as a as a liquor yeah. sponsor. Let me see what that does. Let me put it on Eventbrite. Oh, I came here from Texas with my wife, and you know I own a cigar shop. In, not Texas, excuse me. I own a cigar shop in Virginia. That's what the guy told me. He's like, "Yo, you're welcome here anytime, bro." We saw it on Eventbrite, and then we looked online, and we saw these beautiful flyers. We saw pictures of different colors of people. We saw that was some, there were some women here. Like, yeah, we're gonna yeah. come support people from oh. every background. I'm like. All right, let me try something else. And then all of a sudden, I'm just like, we've God, thank God, all of our events have been packed. All of them, right? And then you start seeing these same cigar shops that could have hired me to consult for them, trying to copy my ideas, and they still can't get it right because they don't understand a special sauce. Mm-hmm. And then the cigar industry, you can't run ads on, I don't know if people know this or not, but like, you never, you'll never see a cigarette commercial, a cigar commercial. Yep. You'll never see yep. an ad on Facebook about cigars because it's literally illegal to do so. And um, but you can advertise on the Burnout Podcast. That's <laughs> true, right? <laughs> so now I had to figure out creative ways to promote not tobacco, but le- like let you know tobacco's involved without actually promoting tobacco. Yes, and it was like all right, jackpot. You know what I mean? And so when that paperwork was signed and I, I got a piece of the shop, I was like, Jerry, let's take off, man. And so now we just changed like everything. Like there used to be like membership prices here and stuff like that. Got rid of that. Like now there's monthly membership fees of which you get like a special. I can't give the special sauce away, but you get something every month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not like these places where you're just paying in. To come all sit you get is a box and get, get a box. Like, no, like this is a customer service hospitality industry. Let's let's do it the right way. Like, 
I do a lot of things with LH cigars. Shout out to Nick. Yeah, is that the one right there that you were going to... No, no, no. This oh, is okay. actually a very... This is a Amazon basin. This is a... CAO, right? Oh, CAO. come this on. That's a great amazing stick. Amazing cigar. That's a great that stick. That Jen gave me. Shout out to Jen Moxie. I love you. That cigar is actually, for people that don't know, that cigar is made is a very unique leaf that's in that cigar. It's called the Braganca leaf, and it comes from the Amazon. But and I it was... It was... That, the Braganca. That, that is a... Fin- very unique flavor. Yes. Very unique flavor. I, almost like, I still yet to smoke that it's one. It's almost like um, you get a very damp, like damp leaves. leaves. Oh, it's great. Anyway. Man, I get like rabbit fur from it. And it's, like, great. Uh, it's great. It's great. When it first came out with Fresh that. notes of uh, coffee and panties. So, uh, <laughs> In the morning? <laughs> no, no, no. So so, so, so now, I mean, let's do some math. Let's, let's, I'll give this one away. If I'm charging, let's just say $1,000 a year for a box. Now you're not entitled to, you know, you're not required to come. You can come whenever you want to come. You know, you know, you paid for the for the year for the box. That those metrics don't work for me. Let's charge a monthly price, where you get an incentive to come back every month because we're giving you something of which I won't share. If you want to find out, you can go to leafcigarlounge.com or go to the Instagram. Sorry for the plug. Anyways, shameful, not shameful, shameful, but not shameful. Let's do that. And then they're like, wait a minute. So I can pay this and I'm spending this amount on cigars every month. Anyways, it makes more sense to do that. Mm. And now we can have unlimited memberships. I don't give a fuck about the boxes anymore. Yeah. If you want a box, great. If you don't want a box. Let me ask you a question. What happens if we get 200 memberships here? What do I, what do I do next? Go for 300, go for 400, get a bigger spot. Or, or open another spot and another spot. Yeah, get another and spot. Another yeah. spot. I found a way to make unlimited income in the tobacco industry. And then you can even you can even do um, this is just spitballing, but you know you even have okay you have three different lounge. Let's say you open up three different lounges now. You can say all right, well you have X membership, which is. You get your your membership into one lounge, or you do the next level and you pay. Okay, let's say it's a hundred bucks a month. You get access to your local lounge, mm-hmm. but if you pay two hundred a month, now you have that same privilege, but in all three lounges, and you're now a member of all three lounges, mm. and it's it's a higher month. And that's so. Let, so let me ask you a hypothetical: What happens if we get a thousand people to do that? Just keep opening spots, and then what happens? Just, you get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. You could sleep at night and make money. You just exactly. keep getting bigger and bigger, and then you just yeah income. You you're making money in your sleep. Leonaconsultants.com. <laughs> get a consultation, right? But plug dude, away, my friend. You see how fast we just broke that down. And it's you know what it is too. It's it's and it's, it's such not. A, it's such a simple. Science. It's such that's what I'm saying. It's it's logical. It's logical, right? Because most people say, "Well, I'm, I'm I'm maxed out with I can't I can't get any more members." Well, why not? Like. What's what's limiting you from even if even if like this is my way of thinking even if this was the only amount of boxes you had right and you're like fuck I can't sell any more any more uh, boxes here then there's got to be another you have to think of another incentive yeah, to, what's the, you yeah. can't just stop you can't just say fuck it I'm done you know you know what happened I sat down with myself and uh, like you see this candles lit here I'm big on candles Love because candles. candles reflect energy and I sat there and I was like dude if we couldn't sell cigars. Could this business still work? Or memberships again. Exactly. Because if there was not one cigar that could be sold here, if there was no tobacco license here, but it was just a license for a private lounge and establishment to be able to do whatever you fuck you want within the law. Yeah. Could you open a shop with proper humidification? 
course. air filtration and say, yeah. you know what? We're going to have cigars in here and we're going to have BYOB and this, that, and the third. Could you make that business model work? Yeah, 100%. Hell yeah. 100%. Now, this is we just had a very common sense intellectual conversation, right? You'd be surprised people people don't think like that. Because now, it's, now it becomes, all right, the membership is basically paying for you know you to stay open like the membership covers your 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 costs of operation and then now you you have okay now you're selling cigars every cigar you sells gravy it's on top of that right. even if the cigars went away business still runs but now you have now you can sell cigars and it's just icing on the cake i want every listen in a perfect world after this interview i need 10 cigar shops to call me and pay me seriously because the amount of conversations that i've had with people where they say you can't make millions selling cigars, That's and this bullshit. is a, this is a commodity, and this That's is something bullshit. that we do. No, bro, you just That's bullshit. You just small minded thinkers haven't yeah. figured it out. Like, That's bullshit. Give me your cigar shop. Like, let me buy it from you. I'll, I'll make a million dollars. I feel like cigars. you can make a yeah. million dollars with anything. You just need an idea. How come you can make a million dollars with fucking play putty play doh bullshit? Why yeah. can you make a million dollars? I mean, look at look at this. I, there was a, there was a movie, and I forgot what movie it was. Um, but they talk about maybe it was maybe it was cocktail with Tom Cruise, I can't remember. But they talk about the um, the drink umbrellas. Mm-hmm. It's an umbrella on a toothpick, and it's it's not a stirrer. It's not used to stir the drink. It's a decorative piece that they put in these you know tropical drinks. It's a little umbrella. Somebody came up with the idea that I'm going to take a toothpick, I'm going to put a paper umbrella on it, and sells millions millions of these things. And they probably cost, he probably cost a, a penny to make that. I mean, in bulk, it probably costs them nothing. And they sell it for maybe five cents. And they're mm-hmm. making 5X of what it costs them. And it's a simple idea. Like I said, it has no like practical use. It's not like you're using it to stir the drink. It's no practical use. People just take it out and they throw it out. But it's a decorative piece and they sell millions. Yep. So if you can make millions selling that. Toothpicks. Right? You're, toothpicks. You're selling toothpicks. It's a... It's a, a you make it a million just, easily. I think it just, at the end of the day, it just takes a little bit of it takes a little bit of thinking and a little bit of effort. And there was probably somebody when he came up with that, di- that idea. He said, "Hey, I'm going to put an umbrella on a toothpick. I'm going to sell them for people on drinks." People probably looked <laughs> you him and said, "You're your mind. yeah, you're fucking crazy." Yeah. And he says, "Watch me." And now he probably has. I don't know how many factories. I don't know what the who makes it, but I saw that. I said, "Motherfucker, dude." There was there anything? was a man. There was a man who decided to sell books online. Don't give it. Don't give it away. Don't give it away. Don't give it Here away. Here we go, baby. Who, who's that? Oh. And people were like, "Are you out of your fucking mind?" Yeah, you're dumb. And Looking then he recognized that there were competitors overseas that had similar business models, selling clothes and toys because everything is made in this one particular country. And he said, "You know what? We're not going to bring the manufacturer over there. What we'll do is we'll hoard." Tens of thousands of different items that we know are going to sell during certain seasons and this, that, and the third. And we're going to open up warehouses. And the American people, because they just like to spend all their money on stuff they don't need, on plastic and pieces of shit, they're going to buy. And he's now the richest man Yep. in America or the world? Uh, he, well, he's top. He's definitely okay, top so, in the world. So, he, definitely so he, in America, I believe. He, here's the thing is, all right, so people that don't know that man is Jeff Bezos, okay? <laughs> Uh, JB, JB, but yeah, one of the richest in the world. Because there's a lot of people say, or I, I personally believe that he's the richest. Well, it's between him and Elon Musk, but they're the richest on paper, right? Okay, because I guarantee you, there's some guy over in the Middle East, some oil guy who's 
or yeah. a family that is trillionaires, but it's just off the books, under the table. Yeah, yeah. Guarantee that's, you know, there's... But you're right. It's it's You have an idea, and it's those energy vampires that why, try to suck the life out of you and I've, say that your idea sucks. It's right. like, no, I have an idea. I'm going to make this work. And then you come up with a challenge, or you come up to a challenge. You say, all right, well... It's not, I can't go that way, but can I go this way? Can I kind of reroute and go around and do and go this? Like you said, okay, what if somebody said tomorrow, they said in New York State, you can't sell cigars anymore. Right. You'd be fine. Okay. I can open up a private lounge. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be perfectly fine. I don't care. And you can, like, you can't sell cigars you in it, a but, social people, club. but people can come and smoke their own cigars. It actually would save me money because I wouldn't have to buy inventory. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's just, it's not, it's, it's not a, uh, it's just a, a, a hurdle. You got to get over, or if it's too high of a hurdle, you can't jump over it. You can go under it. You can go around it. You just got to figure out a way. I'll give you another one. People, people think that Elon Musk is this brilliant man. He is, right? When was the first electric car? What year did their first electric car come out? Wasn't I, I remember was the it, Honda? The was Honda it a Prius? was it a Toyota Prius? I remember you Honda. Go, you no, way, go back. way back. I'm just thinking of the first like mainstream. The DeLorean. <laughs> you got to go way back. Yeah, eighty-eight. Way Take back. it up to eighty-eight. Come on, come on. Just throw way something back. out there. Way back. When do you think the first electric car was built? Nico Tesla. When? When? What year? Give me a year gap. <sighs> I don't know. Thirty-five. It's not the 1900s. Okay. Late 1800s. The late 1800s. The first was electric Nico Tesla? car was built. <laughs> was it, no, it wasn't an electric bike. Not, not the actual Tesla car. car. Was it a car? Okay, I can imagine it being a bike. And the industry said, no, we need oil. And they shut it down, right? Elon Musk, I'm assuming, probably reads more than any of us will ever read. Yep. Right? He's able to take that technology, modernize it, and we're going to make the Tesla. And guess what? You don't have to go to a dealer to get raped on fees you're going to be able to buy it at the price that we set. I mean, it's changed now, obviously, because yeah, the market is very volatile yeah, and point, stuff yeah, like your that. Point is, yeah. But initially, mm-hmm. if if we say the car the car costs between thirty and forty thousand, then the car is going to cost between thirty and forty thousand, and we're going to ship it to you. But it's just going to take a couple of weeks, and it might even take a couple of months. But you'll get your car, dude. It's basically like the Amazon of of cars. But yet and still, because people don't have to move. But they yet can and just still, <laughs> if I want a Benz, I got to go to a Mercedes Benz dealership. Where the MSRP on the car is one hundred and twenty-five thousand, and I'm lucky if I get the car for one hundred and eighty thousand, because I have to deal with the bullshit. If I'm sitting on the board, if if I'm the CFO, if I'm one of the head marketing people at Mercedes Benz, I'm asking myself, why don't we just follow this guy's business model? People are stupid. Balenciaga. Oh, Balenci- let's get into this. No. Oh uh, man. Oh man. Dude, let's get into this. You know, as a marketer, as a marketer, as, as someone who. I don't think that I'm smart, but I think that I'm logical, right? I don't think anyone's really smart. I think I think to to the more knowledge you have, the more you realize you don't know shit. It's a good way to put it. You know it. what I mean? Way, yeah. And so, like, I ask myself, I say, hey, if if what the fuck? Oh, Balenciaga, I would assume is spending millions of dollars on marketing. They have to be, right? Yeah. What's up, my brother? No, 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 you're fine. Hello. How are you? Good to see you. I know. I've met. I've met I've, what's up with you, man? It's good to see you. This is a great guy, by the way. Oh, he's got a box here, he's so he must box. be a good guy. How are you? Oh, well, thank oh, you very awesome. much. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'll see you later, bro. Merry Christmas. Great guy. This guy owns the second largest battery company in Dominican Republic. Anyways, <laughs> love it. Great guy. 
I'm sorry, Steve. Um, what the fuck was I saying? Balenciaga. Oh, you spend millions and millions of dollars on marketing. There was no one there that said, "Hey, maybe we yeah, shouldn't put yeah. child pornography things yep. around kids on an ad and I said, with blood all, and stuff I think like that." that all the time, like, how did that get through? Who I, signed off on that? Listen, one? I, I I agree on that. I have a marketing brain as well. I graduated with a marketing degree. I'm I know marketing, right? <laughs> but I also on the opposite side of that, my one logical brain was like, "Why the fuck would anyone do that? That's just ridiculous." Right. But then also someone said, "Well, once if we do this and it causes a giant uproar." And people probably end up going to forget about it, but they'll still remember Balenciaga. That's the other way, I think. It's like, you know, it's Rick kind of Ross. Along, kind of along Rick the lines Ross of, of, uh, became a huge fucking rapper, right. but he was a correctional officer. He right. talked about dealing drugs. You know, at the end of the day, people are like, fuck it. He makes good music. He seems like a fucking cool guy. I love Rick Ross, the rapper. My also logical brain was people are going to be flipping out. Balenciaga is going to be in everyone's mouth. It's going to be in every social media news outlet, blah, blah, blah. People are going to be flipping out. And after a few months, people are going to forget about it. But you know what? They're still going to think Balenciaga. You think they're, you th- think well, they're that smart? Well, you know what's going to – Well, here, smart? here's the thing. I don't think it's – I don't. From here's, a, here's from what's integrity, integrity standpoint, no, I don't think it's smart. Here, here's, but I think it keeps the name in people's mouths though. Mm. Here's what's going to happen is there's a term called – have you ever heard of the term recency bias? Yes, I have. Okay, so recency bias is used a lot. I first heard the term in uh, sports betting. I'm a big sports better. And recency bias is people only remember what happened most recently, or right? So it happens in sports betting where you have a team, right, where let's say Alabama, okay, football team. Mm-hmm. Let's say they're number one in the country, right? They're great. They're winning. They're crushing teams, crushing teams. But they have one bad week, okay, and they lose. And they just have a bad game, and they're terrible. The following week, everybody bets on the other team because of what they saw last week. They said, oh, Alabama got smoked last week. They suck. They're going to lose this game. And everybody bets on the other team. Yeah. So whenever we look at that, whenever my buddy and I look at that, it's recency bias. People only remember what happened last week, but they don't remember the first 10 games when Alabama was crushing teams. They only remember the last game. So they bet on the other team, and then Alabama comes out, and the old Alabama comes, and they destroy the team, and they win. So it happens like what I think will happen with Balenciaga is they put out this negative press because any press is good press, right? Yep. So they put this out, and everybody's ripping on them, but they're going viral, right? Their their name is going viral. They're trending on all these different things. And again, I don't agree with it. I think it was stupid. Yeah. I think whoever whoever signed off on that is is dumb. But they're going to do something six months ago, six months later. They're going to come up with something that's very very good, and that's all that people are going to remember. Right, people are going to forget what happened six months ago. They're just going to remember what happened last week. And oh, Balenciaga, did you see that? They donated all this money to this 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 uh, this foundation. They're so good. Yeah, but what happened six months ago when they were promoting child I want, pornography? I want to disagree with you, but I can't because there are. I hate to go like way left with this, but there are people who have killed people of color in this country that are still walking around in the towns that they live in, and people are just letting them rock. Out of sight, out of mind, in a Dude, sense. That's what it is. That's another thing that pisses me off, too. How much time we got, man? Like, I mean, we're on hour and 45. I mean, Are we? Yeah, hour 45. Dude, fuck. Dude, we might have to do a part two if it's all well, right. Well, we, yeah. we just keep going and we break it up into two parts. Dude, yeah. let me tell you something, man. I'm like, going to have to smoke another cigar. I, I'm about to, I'm we can take a quick break. Let me just get this off. We live in a world where I'm not going to say the names of these people that lost their lives. Because it's a lot of hurt behind it. But it pretty much was the foundation for Black Lives Matter, which ended up being a big scam, financial scam, because the girl freaking bought like five houses and shit like that. Mm -hmm. And by the way, that was in the news like two months ago, and nobody's talking about it anymore. 
What? Up? That's, what I'm, that's what I'm talking that's about. What I'm saying people just but people forget like what happened. It, it gets it goes. It's like a. It, it's it's like almost like a. I don't even want to call it climax or zenith, but it's like a certain point where it's like, this is bad. This is ridiculous. Oh my god! And then it's like the next day, it's like, oh, another news. Anyway, uh, this this happened over here, and it's so like we're oversaturated with uh with news. You know that, right? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, well, the news nowadays, it's like the news used to be just reporting the news. And now it's, you know, everybody's got an agenda that they have to push whatever their, you know, like their agenda is. They got to push it down your fucking throats. And it's there's so many different outlets nowadays that are just shoving all this crap. And, it's, and there's no accountability in the news. It used to be. Oh, yeah. You can say me, one thing yesterday and say something completely different today. And nobody. Let me be factual. Remembers. Let me make sure. Let me check my resources. Let me make sure this is accurate and factual. Okay, it's good. And if they make one mistake, it's like, you fucking asshole, you screwed up. Now it's like, I just got to be the first one to say something. I don't care if it's logical or factual or not. I just got to say it. I have a theory. There's currently a drought in Mississippi. There's a drought in Utah. There's droughts in California. Droughts in Las Vegas. Um, The one in Mississippi is so bad. Um, Last time I read a couple weeks ago, the water level was down 15 feet. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but Mississippi travels... The, the river travels all the way up mm-hmm. across the United States and is our major port um, for delivering goods mm-hmm. that are on these large yeah, yeah. cargo ships, right? Um, no one's talking about it. It hits the news. It's going to affect us. We're going to be fucked. But no one's talking about it. And then during COVID, I kept saying, free the Wiggers. I don't know if you know who the Wiggers are, but it's a group of... Um, Wiggers, wiggers, all right. It's a. What do you mean by that? So it's it's a it's a uh, it's a group. I know of, I know one type. It's a group. It's a group of uh, Muslim. I want to say this right. People in Asia who practice um, Muslim Islam, and they're being held in concentration camps in China, and it's been like that for a very long time, and they're harvesting their organs. And um, not only are they doing that, they're also scalping their hair. And there was a large seize along JFK where there was like over a million dollars of weave that had came from the Wiggers that was seized. And, you know, the news speaks on it. Um, shout out to Vice Network. They went there and sent in like hidden, um, what do you call it? Body Press cams. people and body cams and yep. stuff like that. And people were saying, oh, we can give you the best kidneys and livers and stuff like that for cheap and blah, blah, blah. And we live in a world where people will hear this news, but there's not an outrage. There's not a there's not a yo, we gotta go free these people, right? Ethiopia, you know what's happening in Ethiopia right now? It's disgusting, right? Like their slavery still exists in this world, but we're comfortable. Oh yeah. I mean look at where all like your Balenciaga shit. Where do you think that comes from? That's I'm getting to yeah, that, that I'm getting to that point. <laughs> that right? comes from people that are getting paid ten cents a day to make your Balenciaga so they can sell them for a thousand bucks. Dude, and <laughs> ha- in Haiti, when Haiti had um the was it the earthquake that, that shook it up or was it a uh something bigger? I think it was an earthquake. I think it was an earthquake. In it Haiti. was an earthquake, yeah. right? And the Red Cross raised enough money to pretty much support half of Haiti's worth. Last time I checked, DR was worth sixty billion, and Haiti was worth six billion. Haiti didn't get any of that money, right? I'm not gonna get political, but what I'm trying to say is, is that we see it, we read it, and it's just like, oh, we're let's move on. And it's kind of like your. I, I agree. I like how we're. There's, you know, I feel like okay, it goes along with the agenda. 
too, where I talk about there's only agendas, and if it doesn't fit that, then they're not going to, going to push it, right? Right. And it kind of goes along the lines where you were when you were talking about the Black Lives Matter movement, right? There was no, there was, I mean, look at like Detroit and Chicago and all of these places where there are people that are dying. The numbers are much much higher than the areas that they talk about. I said, well, wh- why aren't you talking about that? Like, how come it matters over here, but it doesn't matter over there? I go, that's like something that just gets kind of brushed under the rug. And it's like, if it matters that much, right, it should matter everywhere. It should matter all over, all these places. But they don't talk about those places. They only talk about it right here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, talk about all of it. They talk about how come they're losing their lives on a daily basis, hundreds on a daily basis over here. But no, nope, we're not going to talk about that one because they don't want to talk about it. Well, you know what happens, goes, when people, what happens when people talk about it, right? You know what happens, right? Well, you get canceled. You get clipped. I.e. Black Panther Party. It's just I, that's what I that's what I'm it's to your point is they only there's certain things that should be talked about. They don't because it doesn't fit like this is this is what we got to make people believe. Can I say something? You can say whatever you want. Speak on it. When Martin Luther King was was alive and well, rest his soul. Do you know before he died? He had like a 19% approval rating. I did not know that. Amongst his people. And 19%? 19%. They hated him. Do you know why? Because he was getting involved with politics and sitting and meeting with the president. And people don't know why he was meeting with the president. Now, let's paint a picture. I'm going to get all these people together and I'm going to kumbaya and we're going we're gonna to take a nonviolent effect and we're going to march and protest and do all these great things for the advancement of all Americans together to be one. No separation between Krem and people of color. Like, let's all be one, right? The government left them alone, right? They still, like, threw rocks and stuff like that. But I'm talking about the government, right? He was starting something where he was going to do, it was, it was the, and forgive me, guys, it, it was something along the lines of fair wages and work for everyone in this country. They clipped him. Not only did they clip him, they clipped his brother, found dead in a the pool. They clipped his mother in church. They clipped his father. The only person who was left was his children and his wife, right? Let's paint another picture. Huey P. Newton, leader of the Black Panther Party. He had over a million people that had become, uh, I want to call it associates of the Black Panther Party, um, taking up arms legally, started WIC, which is, you know, people who need help with groceries and things of that nature. And... There was an article that came out from the president at that time. I won't say his name, where it basically said we can't afford another black messiah. They clipped him. What happened to the Black Panther Party after they clipped him? Cool. Now, let's fast forward. And I'm nowhere. I'm not correlating what I'm going to say now into these great leaders. Um, But what I'm going to say is, is that now you get into your Andrew Tate's of the world, your Elon Musk of the world, um, your Donald Trump's of the world. Your um, Candace, what's her name? Candace, Candace Parker. Candace, oh, Candace Owens. Candace, Candace Parker of the world. <laughs> Candace Parker's you basketball player. You get into your uh, <laughs> Obamas of the world. You get into all these different people. Your Kanye Yays of the world, right? That may not be as structurally sound as the great leaders that we had before, but they have something to say, and the agenda will move the needle so much that, that they, they get canceled them. or clipped. You have to silence it because if you don't silence it, you're gonna get clipped. People don't realize this. Did you know if we started a group? I've had these conversations. Did you know if we started a group where we put $100 in a month and we're going to meet and we're going to just build each other's businesses? 
and then it grows to 100 people that are putting in $100 a month, right? Now, we're the leaders of this group, so we start a board, right? You have the, the board for the year. I have the board for the year, et cetera. Somebody gets in that's dealing drugs. We don't know who the fuck this person is, right? But it's just putting $100 in. It came in through an affiliate of an affiliate of an affiliate. That's called Rico, my friend. We're all getting clipped. Yep. So it's like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Like, if maybe some people know that the message needs to be said. They're just afraid to say it because they value the life that they have here. Maybe not really believing in a better place after we pass on. And they don't want to leave their children, their job, their house, things of that nature. And so they're afraid to say it. But maybe people are a little, maybe people are aware. They just don't want to. They're comfortable and they're, they're, push, they don't want to get uncomfortable. Maybe it's not even that. Yeah. Maybe they just don't want to push the or needle. Or complacent. Yeah, they don't want to push the envelope because then they don't know what the unforeseeable future looks but, like. But that's, but that's, you know, that's the good point is that it, it doesn't matter, okay, what side of the fence you're on. But if you have something that's going to completely shift the narrative, right. they silence you immediately. Immediately because it doesn't fit the agenda that they want to push. And they say, nope, I don't, like I said, it doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on. It's, they're like, nope. We're gonna silence it because that's gonna that's gonna cause an uproar. That's gonna make people think critically. Mm-hmm. That's gonna make people. Gonna, we call them sheeple, right? That's gonna. You're gonna be awakened. You're gonna be no longer sleep. So we gotta silence those. We because we can't have the people like that, right? We gotta keep the people reliant on us for all their information, reliant on us for living their lives, so that they don't make something of themselves and they don't uh, basically get off the uh, the government teat. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You want to learn how to get canceled? This is how you get canceled. Hey, cigar brands, you don't need to spend $60,000 to $100,000 of an ad space in a cigar official magazine. Instead, why don't you link up with people like us and invest that $60,000 so that this podcast can be promoted with your cigar brand at the headway of it, and you'll get a million times more impressions, and your metrics and KPIs will be hit yep. by investing that way. Guess yep. what would happen if that went viral? Cease and assist. It would shut us down. <laughs> it would shut us down. But we say, I mean, we take yeah. it all the time. It's like, listen, hundred percent, bro. Right? I mean, I, I, um, this this, this episode of, got good, man. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Candace Owens, right? I don't know if you follow her, but she made a whole documentary about the whole Black Lives Matter and interviewed all the families that were affected by it. And they're like, no, we didn't receive anything. We don't, we don't know what we're talking about. And I thought that was, I just saw the teaser for it. I didn't watch it. But I was like, wow, it's interesting. She's going into these neighborhoods. She's going to the people that were supposed to be helped by it. And they're saying, nah, we haven't seen a dime of that. I thought that was going to blow up. I thought people were nope. going to freak out. Silenced. And, and Kenneth Owens is a huge popular figure. And it's Silenced. like, and it, I just it, I just question and like it's, life and, it's, and everything and you know, about where it's, it's going. And it's because of how um, news and information is spread nowadays, right? It's all you know social media. I think I don't know the exact number, but I would I would argue that more than eighty percent of the news and information mm. that people get that people get is from social media. I think that they would probably only get twenty percent from maybe the news, but everybody gets it on their phone, on Instagram, on TikTok, wherever they get it from. And how do you think that that piece of information gets shown to somebody? It's through an algorithm. Right. So if they don't want your piece of information getting out. They just flip a switch in the algorithm and it doesn't get sent out. I saw, you know what? I saw a very interesting thing. You know, Patrick Bed David, value, no, Valuetainment? No. He interviews a lot of big people. Um, he's Did, a big I mean, you might have seen the one of him with um, Antonio he, Brown. 
he Popular interviews. Face. I watch a lot. Yeah, of he interviews Antonio a lot Brown. of big guys. He's but he was. Yeah, he, he interviewed was, uh, Antonio Brown about the. Um, uh, was it uh, uh, is it CTS? Is that C- it? CTE, but just CTE. recently. Sorry, but yeah, he was like you know he was uh I believe he's Syrian. He was in the Syrian like military. I- Iranian, I think. I- oh, Iranian. Iranian. And then he became over in America, became a huge entrepreneur. Now he has this huge podcast and YouTube channel. Interviews Kobe Bryant, all these big guys, mobster right. guys. Interviewed. Interviewed. Sorry. Kobe Bryant, rest in peace. And he and he talked about Kobe. the recent news with TikTok, saying how U.S. is putting a. Uh, a oh, bill to I ban got, TikTok. I got to. I got to. I'm gonna chime in on TikTok. And he said, "I did a social experiment on how the out why TikTok should be banned, and um, how certain things with companies not inside of America are utilized. So obviously, you know, China owns TikTok. So he was showing. He posted maybe I think over a course of six months or a year, he had like say a thousand TikToks. He did an experiment where the first 500 TikToks he had all these views. He had like uh, views with a million to nine million views, like 40 videos, 500 to a million, 70, whatever, all these big numbers. And then as soon as he talked about China and why China is bad, all those numbers went down. He yep. did a whole comparison between month one to six and six to 12. And he says, I'm going to add th- to this. This too. is a, the algorithm. I talked bad about China and now look what they're doing. They're demonetized. I talk about entrepreneurship, motivation, real estate, business. And they don't want me to see it. They had also Andrew Schultz. You know, Andrew Schultz was a comedian. He had him on Patrick Bed David's uh, podcast. And is, this said, the, is this the thing with the kids in China? So yeah, Andrew Schultz gonna, says in, yeah. in TikTok in China, they the algorithm is towards the kids for engineering, science, big, big ideas, how to become great. And But in the algorithm in America, it's about TikTok dances and yep. stupid videos because yeah. they want to fucking make people in America and the kids growing up dumb and stupid. Yeah. Did, you hear, did you know spirit. about that? Dude, I did not. Know Dude, so yeah, so it's t- crazy shit. So TikTok, the algorithm works differently in different countries. So China owns TikTok, and depending on what country is is on the app, the algorithm works differently. So to Eric's point is that in China, the algorithm for children, if you have a child's phone, it limits them to forty five minutes a day mm. on the platform, and it only shows them like science and technology and ideas, how to mm-hmm. you know learning. But in America. It's unlimited time on the phone, and it shows you like what shows up on your phone is all just stupid dances, shaking your ass, and TikTok dances. And if you look and at the, the so they're the basically using. So he was saying that this is like warfare. This is technological warfare. Right. Is because they are influencing the younger generation, but in China they're influencing it in a good way, so that these kids grow up building rocket ships and curing cancer. Meanwhile, the kids that grow up in our age. They want to be popular and they shake their ass. So they, they, they're dumbing down these countries. But isn't that your job as a parent to then tell your kids to stop watching? Yeah, this 100%. 100%. Have you ever heard the terms and conditions of TikTok? Have you heard, have you heard about that? Mm-mm. So Joe Rogan did a whole thing where he said, I read through the terms and conditions of TikTok. And other people have talked about it. But right. China, they say, oh, you know, we don't collect your data. But in the terms and conditions, you read it, it says, we collect, we collect all the data of your phone model, where you are, your keystrokes, what you look at. Your your files on your phone, they collect everything on TikTok. If you yeah. download TikTok on your phone in America, China has all the access on everything that you do. Yeah, which Pictures, is why I deleted files, it. Yep. keystrokes, searches, so they can they can figure out. And it's like you said, technological warfare. It's bizarre. It's fucking yeah, which crazy. is why I deleted TikTok the other day. What I deleted TikTok yeah, the other day. And you know what's it's funny? Is I even had it, and I wasn't even posting on it. I just I originally got it because TikTok was going was trending, was going viral. I said, all right, here's another platform that we can get on. And then I I heard about that stuff. I was like, nope, done. Yeah. Dude, I have a confession to make. I love TikTok. 
Many people do. Many people do. And I and I I've fallen the whole TikTok because I'm like fuck. And then but I keep hearing more about this shit, and I'm like, my wife, you know, she'll just be in bed. I'm like I'm like watch this video of TikTok, and she goes. I love TikTok though. Yeah, I'm I know. Like, and I I'm know. like, that's the that's the that's the addiction. And you want to hear like something the, else? These kids, some... they just watch all these fucking. Here's videos. something crazy. So, um, you know the the game, the Angry Birds. Yes. You know that game, Angry Birds. So the guy who made Angry Birds did research and found out that on Instagram, on TikTok, right? What is the the um, number one action that you do on Instagram and TikTok? Like, what's the number one, like, physical action? Swipe. You swipe up. Yeah. You swipe up. You swipe up. So he created a game that the main action is to swipe up because he found out that being on these platforms where you just swipe all day, that action has become um, where it can release dopamine in your your body where it becomes addictive. Mm -hmm. So he created this app to use the same action and his app blew up because it's the same thing. People were playing this game and swiping up and swiping up and swiping up, and it became addictive because they would release all this dopamine. So that's why Angry Crazy. Birds took off was because of the swipe action. Yeah, get out of here! How fucking wild that's is that? And I watched the whole. I think it, think about a hundred years ago, like this this action swipe swipe yeah. has so, become so he's just a technological drug dealer. It, exactly. Technological. Dopamine. How wild is that? How yeah. wild is We're that? We're in the wrong business, man. We got to start selling some technological. What can we do? With, what we can do with cigars? With the swipe up. <laughs> right. I love man. Two hours. Yeah, uh, dude. Two hours. This is a. This I'm is here good. as long as you guys are. This here. is I don't good. Give a shit. I mean, you ain't going here, nowhere. Man. So we got plenty. We got plenty. I didn't get a chance to finish the stories. We could, there's a lot more stories. We're definitely gonna come back. There's a lot two. more stories. You know, come on. We should come back for round two and do an event here. I'm a with thousand percent. We do an event. Have you guys Posted done right an event here. yet? Yeah, we've done a couple. Not a few events. Yeah. yeah. Have you done something in Jersey? No. Uh, no. No, so we did it. We did a burn down podcast introduction in New Jersey at Lee We're Cigar Lounge. I love it. We're in it. And we'll yeah, do bring in some of the blueprints. We'll bring in. We'll have Hell another yeah. another interview. Hell yeah. We'll have we'll have uh you know meet and greets where everyone wants to come down. Yeah, we did uh we did a, we love we did it. one live podcast in in uh in Bed Stuy in Bed Stuy mm-hmm. at New York Cigar. New York Cigar Fest a couple of years ago. New York Cigar was, Weekend. New York Cigar Weekend. It was so it was a live podcast. It was a huge event going on, and we interviewed like the owner, the, you know, the DJ, the different cigar people. It was a good time. We'll do it. Yeah, I appreciate you guys, man. It was fun. Well, listen, so, so yeah, so here's the time where you get to plug away, man. Okay, so you got to tell you. the people where they can find you, what the next big thing is. You got any events coming up? This is actually going to air. Uh, a couple of weeks in January. Can't think. Yeah, of probably like some January. So if you have anything big coming in January or February, stuff like that, the floor is yours, my friend. El Jefe. All I'm gonna say is this: I'm gonna keep this very, very short. If you own a business and your business sucks, LeonAndConsultants.com. If you want a cigar lounge that's non-biased, you can come together, have an enjoying experiment. Oh my God! Edit that. An enjoyable <laughs> experience. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing it's not live. Come on, <laughs> come on down to Leaf Cigar Lounge, uh, located 185 Madison Avenue, New Milford, New Jersey. Uh, follow us on all the socials, Leaf Cigar Lounge, um, leafcigarlounge.com on a personal level. Um, I know that this year has been rough for a lot of people. You know, I just want to send you all peace, light, and blessings. And uh, feel free to connect with me personally on Instagram. It is Mr. Mr. A-list, Mr. A-list, and we'll take it from there.
appreciate you guys, man. man. All right, we appreciate good conversation, you, conversation, brother. We appreciate you coming on, hanging out with us, and letting us in the lounge for the second time. Hopefully, no problem, many, many times in the future for sure. Amen. Thank All you right, for your time, man. brother. Appreciate it.